1: Providing a quality financial life for our families is a goal shared by most people. While there's no way to prepare for all the curves and bumps that we'll all face, there are some things that we can prepare for, and childcare is one of those things. Hello everyone, I'm Scott Killian, a certified financial planner practitioner. And throughout my 14 years in financial planning, I've had the opportunity to talk with new families on some things that they absolutely need to be aware of as they make financial decisions for their families. Today, we'll be focusing on childcare expenses. This is Parent Savers, episode 89.
3: Welcome to Parent Savers, everybody. We're broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your weekly online on-the-go support group for parents from conception to kindergarten. I'm your host, John O'Real Thanks again to all of our loyal listeners who join us week in and week out. And thanks also to those of you who are listening for the first time. As you may know, you can join our Parent Savers Club and receive access to special bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts from time to time. And if you haven't already, please make sure to download the free Parent Savers app available on the Android and iTunes marketplaces, so you can automatically have access to all the great parenting advice and conversation we have on Parents' Advisors every week, let's start this week's conversation by meeting everyone who's joining us. I'll actually start. As you guys know, I'm John Aureal, and we have I have three boys. Quinner is not quite seven, but he's about to turn seven in three days from when this is released. Uh, Whitaker is four, and Xyler is two. And I never, I, now that I have three kids, I know why people forget the ages because they're always <laughs> turning different ages, and it's coming up. So, yeah, Andy.
4: Hi, uh, my name is Andy Loy, and we have a uh, six-year-old named Devin, and I'm here with my wife, Valerie.
5: Hello. Um, I'm currently a stay-at-home mom, and um, we're just raising our son. Um, he'll be seven this year.
6: Nice.
2: Yeah. And I'm Aaron Estevis, a producer, also known as OG Mamacita. I have one little boy. He just turned two, and uh, yeah, I need sleep.
3: <laughs> right. And money, right? And that's why we're talking to Scott (laughs) Well, I don't mean to I would give up money for sleep (laughs) Right, more money, more sleep Yeah All right, Scott Scott's joined us before, but he's our expert today I'm Scott Killian, and I've got a four-year-old boy, Alex Nice All right, well, welcome to the show Right, before we dive into today's topic, we're going to look at another app which we do from time to time here on Parent Savers, and it's an app that we've all checked out ahead of time, and we'll discuss it, and then at the end of the segment, let you know whether or not it's worth we recommend it or if it's something you should pass on. And today we are talking about preschool games. Um, we've got a link to it on the episode page on the website, and it's actually GS Preschool Games because I think preschool games might be kind of a common. Uh, name on the app store uh and so this particular one it's actually really cool i tested it out with my four-year-old who is right in the target of the title preschool games um and it's a it's a variety of different games that you can either pick the ones that you like or go through a um it generates different games either match the object or which one is different or there's a maze in there and it's actually it's really cool and, and slickly done and i think there's really good artwork what did you guys think when you played it
4: The artwork was great. The graphics were very like bold and popped out and really
3: grabbed the kids' attention. I thought.
5: Yeah, I thought it was really engaging for them to be all and pretty simple. Yeah,
3: Yeah, and so my four-year-old jumped right into it, and he once he saw the maze one, that was his absolute favorite because he loves. Like it's a chance for him to do mazes and figure it out, and it's a really easy interface with a big purple dot that can maneuver through. One of the things that I.
1: when, when I was looking at it, the music isn't as annoying as, uh, yeah. as a lot of the other apps. I mean, it gets, I mean, I've seen some apps and it's just like...
3: <laughs> I love that that's a pro. The music yeah. isn't as annoying. Yeah. As, yeah. You it's like, very subtle.
2: <laughs> I really liked it. My My little boy, he's only two, so I couldn't get him to stand still long enough to like actually... Right. Try any of the games, but that's
3: everything. But that's everything, <laughs> yeah.
2: Unless it's food or Curious George, I totally see this as something that he will be able to sit down and look at eventually, and I think it's great. I love it. I'm definitely giving it a thumbs up.
3: You know, I think yeah, I I'm going to give it a thumbs up too. There's there's one thing I didn't like about it, and I was playing on the iPhone version. Um, I mean, and I understand it, that people put ads and apps, and so I don't. But there are ads in the app, and the ads actually, um interfere with being able to progress through the game oh. and even my fingers and coordination which theoretically are better than a preschooler right but <laughs> they're bigger Against for theory. sure yeah <laughs> um <laughs> would accidentally hit the ad sometimes when i'm trying to skip and i think that's something that I imagine if we bring that up or put it in the comments even mm-hmm. on the app that that's something that could be fixed so I wouldn't want to ding it for that because yeah. I think the content is educational enough it's not just like there's find the difference there's match shapes match games you know, there's, there's amazes there's, yeah. there's enough of an educational component and a fun component that it's definitely worth recommending so thumbs up from me what do you guys think?
4: I'll give it a thumbs up too I think if they do the uh, like usually a paid version they they remove the ads sometimes I'm not sure on this game maybe either. that's
3: what it was maybe I was checking out the free version and then there's also yeah. like a paid version so that might help. Yeah, but, yeah I can see that. We're if you more. are playing the free version, just be careful about those ads because they're easy to accidentally click on. When, even if your kid knows to push the red X to progress, the ad is blocking half the X.
2: Well, that's why you have to make sure that your iTunes account ha- requires a password oh, so yeah. your kids don't <laughs> accidentally order a bunch of stuff when yeah, they yeah, hit exactly. that ad.
5: We <laughs> experienced that.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So check it out. We've got a link to it on the website, Preschool Games. And thumbs up from Parents thumbs up. up.
5: Yeah. Woo-hoo.
3: Okay, let's dive into the conversation today. Today's topic is ten ways to save money on childcare, and I think we're going to have at least ten, um, if not more. But ten is a nice round number. Um, today we're talking with Scott Killian, who's going to tell us more about ways um, that families can kind of maximize their childcare dollars and kind of even the different aspects of childcare that we might not even be thinking about. So, welcome, Scott. Thank you for having me. Well, let's. I guess start with um, you know you're a financial uh, a financial planner practitioner. Um, let's talk about what that means and kind of what financial planning is, because I think a lot of people have a lot of different perceptions of it. And so, let's just talk about what it is that you do and kind of what you you think financial planning is.
1: Sure. Well, the the financial planning process is nothing more than it's just a process of determining whether and how much an individual or family can meet their life goals through the proper management of their financial resources. Um, there's a lot of powerful words in there. We you know we talk about proper. Management, financial resources life goals i mean these are these are heavy words right. and um, we help um, you know i help um, my clients with identifying their life goals and then helping them achieve them through proper education that that's really what it what it comes down to.
3: And so really the first step is kind of identifying, you know, what it is you're even talking about or desiring to save for, if you will. I mean, Absolutely. That, yeah. it's, it's the first step. And it's a very long step because it's something
1: that not very many people are crystal clear on. And we know this because a lot of times they will make decisions that are counter to their life goals. Right. They will make decisions that are counter to what they tell us is really important to them. You know, yeah. if they want to save for retirement or childcare expenses, and yet they want to go out and buy the expensive car that uses resources that would otherwise fund what they've just told us their life goals are, well, you have some conflict there.
3: Yeah, I think generally speaking, once you start looking at your goals, whether it's on that huge level or even on a smaller level, you realize how much, how all these little decisions. You know can be counter to that and add to it, and a lot of it then is just taking a look at it and you know kind of planning and then maybe changing behavior to fit the goal. Yeah, and and how being and how impactful they
1: are when you get when you nail it when you sit down with your partner and you say, look, this is really what we want to accomplish. Really and truly, above all else, we want to make sure this happens. That communication is 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 rare these days. I found.
3: So do you see a lot of uh, parents or first time parents or whatever? babies are coming. Do you have a lot of folks come in and that kind of changes their goals or that they're trying to set some things?
1: Yes, they come in the office and throughout and just uh, out in the community, they know what I do and and the conversation inevitably comes up and it's, you know, what do I need to do? It's a funny story. Uh, A a buddy of mine who's actually in the industry was having his first child and we were out there having lunch. He's like, Scott, um, you you know, I just found out that that we're going to have a baby. I got to go in. I've got to up my insurance. I've got to change, you know, beneficiary estate plan. I've got to make sure I'm like, hold on, buddy. I mean, you need to be with your wife right now and you need right. to. So a lot of things is, is
3: perspective. It's it's what's important and when is it important. Yeah. And so then one of the big things I and mean, the topic of today's show is how are you going to care for that child? And that can mean a lot of different things. I mean, what, what do you guys think it means in the room? If you were saying we need to save money for child care, what's that? Child care uh, typically
1: is defined as the cost to put your, your child into a daycare or nursery or preschool or nanny, or the opportunity cost of staying home and, and foregoing working. And that's typically how you would define it in terms of, you know, in a financial perspective. However, you know, the 529 plan is certainly a child care cost. Medical care is certainly a child care yeah. cost. Buying toys, the food, the, you know, what are you, what are you going to provide? Sports are certainly all sports, anything? everything. I mean, these are all childcare right. costs.
0: Food, when um, they yeah.
5: even, even vacation breaks. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. you have to yeah. factor into that. A lot of people I know have but, to s- sort of save throughout the year just to pay for these costs when they're, you know, well, out on breaks. Break, yeah.
3: yeah. But let's so let's look at these first hurdles. I guess these financial sure. hurdles and planning um, that needs to be done. Do you recommend that it starts even before the baby's born? I, I do, and and where where it
1: starts is is communication. Communica- communication is the number one thing that must happen within a family in order to be square and straight on what it is that you want to do with your with your child in terms of childcare. I mean let's let's face it. Childcare, school, all these things are merely tools. We as parents are responsible for the care of our child. We make decisions based on our uh, you know the best available choices to um to provide care and things for for our for our children. So to be crystal clear on what it is that we want to provide, do you want to do you already know that your child's going to be this academic stud and we want to have a feeder, you know, school? Right. You know, we want to make sure that it's a nanny or it's a stay at home, you know, we want right. to do all these
3: things. But the first step is really just
1: identify it's what identi- the context it's, it's, is. Well, that you're it's it's, it's, it's go communication, for it. it's sitting down, it's, it's getting solid together on yeah. what it is. And, and yeah, then there's you move
3: from there. So many, we've, I mean, there's so many topics that we've covered that really that that is such a key part is communicating about it and talking about it beforehand as opposed to in the moment yeah um, and it can't be emphasized
1: it enough it yeah. really cannot be emphasized
3: enough okay so then after we've identified our goals so what do we do do we call scott killian or find another financial <laughs> planner or what can do? well that's do? that's kind of that's that's, <laughs>
1: that, that's that's one option um, once you've identified what it is you want to do well then it's how are we going to do it so this typically would be something along the lines of creating a budget mm-hmm. you would create a line item that says okay well we know that it 's better for both of us to work as an example, so we need to provide child care. We know that we 've got a couple places in mind or we 've got a couple schools of thought so we 've done the research we know how much it's probably going to cost we We put it in there just like we put it in our rent or mortgage payment or other other non discretionary expenses i mean these things have to come out of cash you don 't want to use credit. You don't want to take loans out for any of this. It's completely irresponsible to do to do that. So you put it in there as a, as a line item and make sure that that amount
3: is being funded each and every month or however you pay for it. Do you see family using Excel spreadsheets or are there programs that... I mean, I think that the silver bullet would for families would be all right. what's an easy way for us to track the budget? And, sure. it's, and it's hard. I think every family is a little bit different.
1: Sure. And, and, and Excel spreadsheets, the, the, I've seen those. I think nowadays people use Mint. Mm -hmm. or they use quicken or they use um uh, an aggregator that that can you can just plug in all of your your bank accounts and then you can code them to how you're spending you can actually see in real time what's happening very powerful to see especially when you're making decisions on how do we reallocate our spending or reallocate our cash flow you know you don't you know, you don't really need a financial planner to do that. You just need to have the inclination, right. the time, the willingness to yeah. sit down and figure it out.
4: Yeah, that's the hard part is sticking to it. It's you'll get it, you'll get it all—a big idea—and then you'll get your Excel. I all your expenses laid out, and then four months later. And so, what
1: you say, Andy, is yeah. that's where you probably would need a financial. <laughs> yeah, idea, exactly. You know, <laughs> to help stick
4: stick to uh, it. Yeah, but. I would. I mean. I, we haven't talked to our financial planner over a year. I would imagine it'd probably be a good idea to at least quarterly sit down with somebody like that. If you're not going to be as diligent as uh as, as I should be,
1: yeah. Was, you know, it's funny. I I was at a uh, um, we we go to a community soccer practice, you know, and there are all these parents and their kids go there, and and I overheard two dads talking, and um, you know, one 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 of the dads was saying, "Oh yeah, you know, my wife's making me see a." a financial planner and I, you know, I don't really, um, I don't really need to go see a financial planner and have him tell me that I'm spending too much. I know I'm spending too much, you know, but right. that's precisely why he does need to see one because yeah. he doesn't seem to care that it's almost you know, like the check. Yeah. So it's, 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 um, especially when we go back to our, our life goals, what do we want to accomplish? And are we actually doing the things
3: that, yeah. we're, you know, that help that? Yeah. Yeah. We actually, um, to try to track our expenses and see exactly what the reality was cuz i mean we're not we don't track everything you just kind of have a vague idea i would imagine that's kind of Maybe it's not. Maybe that's part of our problem. <laughs> but we started saving every single receipt for everything. Mm-hmm. And just the act of doing it makes you realize, maybe I don't need to be generating so many receipts. Um,
1: and that's a great exercise then, to do. And you yes. can see, you know, it's it's kind of, you
3: know, other
1: things too is, is actually going to the ATM and paying cash for everything. Right? You know? If I pay $100 at the grocery store, yeah, that's $100. You know, it's not just a swipe and yeah. a, yes. you know, and a credit card. So you can actually see and feel what it's like to spend the money and... How does that feel for you? You know, and is that okay?
2: My dad always talks about how, you know, in the 70s and the 80s with um, my mom, how every month she would get out envelopes and label them mm-hmm. and put the exact amount of cash for each category mm-hmm. in the envelope and that was it.
1: And that's uh, that's a very popular yeah. way to do it. And now in the digital age you can actually open up bank accounts that will do the exact same thing and you make your little deposits every single month, you know, little incremental deposits and you've got your your twelve or fifteen bank accounts and, and you can and you can see that. That's a very popular and powerful way to, to do it. That, that that's a time tested way yes. to uh
2: <laughs> but again it takes that discipline if you don't have that discipline you know and I think that that's something that we as parents need to kind of learn and teach our kids yeah. because nobody taught me <laughs> right.
4: yeah and if you're not communicating with your spouse like you said earlier then it's all gonna go to shambles anyway you have to really be on the same same page with that
1: yeah, so so like Andrea and I, for instance, will take turns doing playing the financial manager, so that we each know what's happening. Oh. You know, I'll we, do it, and guy. then she'll do it, so that she knows how to get into the bank accounts, how to look at certain. You know, because you don't want to have this monopoly of of information. One person knows how to do it. Because what if you're not around? God forbid. Then then what happens?
2: That's a great idea. Yeah. I like that idea. It,
3: it's it's definitely it's just so interesting how how important this is and how easy it is to just brush under the rug. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: And probably an overpriced rug. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. right, right. Bought on credit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it's Persian yeah. and it
4: right. looks nice in the
3: living room, especially <laughs> with the accented walls, right? <laughs> well, it really ties the room together. It really is. <laughs> that's right. But, so before we take a break, let's look at, um, I guess let's identify from a childcare perspective what, people, what are some of the common goals that people might have and then uh, we can look at ways that people can save or incentives or tips that are kind of available. I think there's a ton of information to talk about. So I think that one um, is like you're doing, Valerie, is stay at home, like be able to stay at home with their kids. There's also send kids to daycare and there's a m- couple ways to do that. That's a whole topic that we'll be covering um, soon as well. Then there's like live in help. That's right. There's nannies, m- au pairs, um, and then I guess there's just one off babysitting um, that people could get and you know well, let's not forget uh something you know some people may have access
1: to this grandparents right uh, and some some huge, of the help there huge. you know uh my uh uh my mom li- was living in Albuquerque for a while, and she just I just moved her back in September and this was the first time ever, you know, that, that we've actually had somebody regularly wanting to to spend yeah. time at, you know? Yeah. So that's been a, a really big, yeah. for free. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's <laughs> not, you know, it's funny because my, you know, because my dad actually was like, oh yeah, you know, d- you know, make sure that you talk about, you know, the grandparents, because that could be a great, you know, yeah. free way Excellent resource. to do that. Excellent. Yeah. It resource is. If, if, if you have it. And, you know this idea of sharing too so you may you you may not want to uh you know or may not be within your your means to to, to uh fund a nanny but you could get a group of people together that could do some some co-ops. nanny share co-ops yeah. parent sharing nanny sharing grandpa you know right. etc
3: let's focus that on the second half but real like th- and i think that one thing with the grandparents and we had a friend it's all perspective right that Oh my gosh, the holidays are so busy. It's so hectic. I have so much I have to do. Like, she's telling this to Christina. Like, I have to go over and drop the kids off at the grandparents again just so I can get the Christmas shopping done. And we're like, dude, because our grandparents don't live there. Like, so even when you do have access to those resources or even if they are helping financially, sometimes you end up taking the hit otherwise and maybe spending more money or spending that money that you would have saved. So, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll talk um, about these specific tips about saving money on childcare.
0: according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Welcome back, everybody, to Parent Savers. Today, we're talking about ways to save money on child care with Scott Killian. Um, let's start th- this segment off with a Question from our listeners. Uh, Where did this one come through from, Aaron?
2: This one we got from Facebook, and it's from Kathleen. Okay. And she is seven months pregnant, and she's very worried because she's a single mom, or she will be a single mom, and she can barely make rent now. She's wondering, how does she save for child care?
1: Well, if her income is really low, then... The there are some the governments will usually step in and help with some of this and and really the, what you look at here is 200 um, percent of the federal poverty level um, so um, you know something around uh, you know for a family of four I know it's like if you make like forty seven thousand or so if she's single and one it's going to be a lot less than that um, they'll usually step in um, you can um, the states you can look at Calworks. And some of the social services areas to to find uh, subsidies for daycare. Usually, the people will step in, and you can also look at some private found foundations as well that that specialize in this. I know Warren Buffett has one, and oh, cool. and so you can go out and 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 seek those resources. So um, she has access to a computer. Um, you can you know Google any one of these things, and you can come out go out and just fill out a uh, fill out an application, and she can. Uh, she can do that. And then, but then the other thing I, w- I would recommend to her is do a budget, you know, exactly what is she making yeah. and what does she have left over to contribute, you know, get crystal clear on her own financial position and then see where other people can step in and help.
2: Great. That's it. I
3: mean, it's interesting. I wonder how many of those resources are available to, you know, folks in Kathleen's situation that maybe she doesn't know about, um, but they're out there to help. But I have heard of things like flex spending accounts.
1: That's true. that's true. I mean that's so if you're if you're fortunate enough to have a company that offers a flexible spending account, then um you can contribute and it's you know typically up to $5,000. That's virtually comes out, you know, comes out before taxes. The qualified expense, not taxed when it when it comes out and you can you can use that to f- um below kindergarten for yeah. for those for those care expenses now that you have to you have to weigh that against the child care dependent credit that you would get, which is $3,000 for one child or $6,000 of expenses for more than one. If you use your FSA, it kind of offsets the other. So the more money you make, it's, uh, and you have an FSA available, you're typically generally better off using that. The lower money that you make, you're, you're typically and generally better off using the tax credit. So you kind of have to crunch the numbers and see what works out better
3: for you. Tax. Or, just, or, just, or not just not file, file taxes. taxes. <laughs> <laughs> do you recommend that
4: as a financial planner? <laughs> the Obama media does not promote. I will take the <laughs> f- yes, yes. on that. Just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. Just
1: One kidding. area that I don't really hear too much talked about, but I think is is really important to talk about, is this idea of protection. When you think about your family, um, what can you you know? And I always I always talk about it. You know, how do you maintain your house? You know, if something were to you know happen to a uh, an earning spouse or partner where they no longer were able to earn the money would they would the family be able to continue to function just as it was before and so you have to have a con this is another opportunity for a communication with your family to determine how that's going to occur one way that you would do this is by having a healthy emergency fund i mean typically we're talking three to six months of expenses that could help in the short term uh, another thing to take Take a look at is disability insurance. If you, for some reason, can't work and and, and you can get this long-term disability insurance, which can help uh, fund over the course of time as you recover and try to find additional types of um, additional work. The other one of the easiest things that you can do is is just take a look at your beneficiary designations on your on your retirement accounts. Is it the way that you want them yeah a lot of time you know we we live in an era where there's lots of ex-spouses out there and such and sometimes the beneficiaries don't get changed and you know we have we have problems there so this should be checked on a regular basis make sure that everything is is set there always you know have a primary and a contingent beneficiary you know um, get yourself tight there and then finally you want to look at your life insurance and uh, make sure you have you're properly covered there, especially if you have uh, young kids growing up. You, you probably have an insurance need. You want to figure that out and and get the appropriate coverage there.
4: Do you have any recommendations on the on the disability insurance? If you're like, if it's not offered by an employer, uh, or what that might cost per month. Well, it depends. Roughly,
1: yeah, it depends upon what you do, and and you have yeah. to go through a certain route. So, if you're if you're part of any kind of organization, if you're, you know, like for for instance, if you're in a if you're an accountant and you're part, part of Cal CPA or AICPA or financial planner and involved in NAPFA or FPA or so, yeah, a lot of times these groups will offer uh, discounts on long term disability, um, but you would want to talk to you'd want to talk to a competent broker and. Uh, who deal specifically with situations that that apply to you, and have them provide you with some quotes? Okay.
5: Um, just a question about life insurance. I mean, do you recommend any specific like term life insurance?
1: Well, there's a case to be made for all different forms in general. If you're just looking for what I'm, what I typically look look for is just term insurance. Um, you um, you want the purest form of insurance to cover it, and that's typically through your when your kids are are no longer
3: under your care you know they're they're through college and then you can stop that okay so now i'm getting scared because we're trying to save money for child care (laughs) and now i have to get more insurance and (laughs) and more so how do we balance this i mean let's maybe we can look at it from like let's say valerie comes in your office valerie and andy they want to be they say look now that we're having our child i want to be a stay-at-home mom what are the things that you would look at and how would you fit saying, well, we need to have insurance, and it's important for him to plan for college. But how how could you help fit that into the short-term goal of making her staying at home a reality? Sure. So so
1: the, the first thing, going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, is what are your goals? What, I mean, I, I can't stress that enough, and it sounds like a broken record, but really, you know, so we would talk about, look, what what – let's let's here's a blank sheet of paper what are your goals what do you want to accomplish for your family and for your for your kids and then we would we would make sure that we get to the root of everything and then we would yeah. create a hierarchy of that i don't like to think of budgeting as like a financial diet or as as scarcity i think of it as abundance this is the thing that we're trying to do to accomplish one of the biggest one of the greatest powers that we have is to use the dollar that we earn in some way we right. can spend it or we can use it to make use it to make more money or we can we can use it to improve our quality of life and that's what we want to do so we want to what we want to do is create this this hierarchy and 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 with education say look okay Valerie you know this is what you this is what you and Andy have said that are really important to you this is what you've you've identified here here's what the income that's coming in so let's start making a plan to it's not going to yeah, happen I- overnight but this is a that's what
3: financial planning it's a plan it's a process it's a living and breathing and i guess what i'm really hearing and what i'm just thinking about is so much i feel like of modern life for many of us is spent wishing want thinking about what we don't have thinking about how to get what we yes. don't have or thinking about how to fill the gap from where we are to somewhere but really what we need to be doing is focusing on what we do have and then prioritizing what's coming from that pot. So we do have a pot of money. The pot of money is not twice the size that it is. So as we prioritize our goals, how can we make it all fit in that pot? Knowing that we're making decisions that, you know what? Buying that shuffleboard table is really important to me right now. So that's going to take a hit on it. Sure. It's going to have impact on everything else.
1: Absolutely. And, and really, it comes down to a couple of things. One is, can you maintain your current, you know, have you identified and created a plan for you that you're, that's, you're comfortable with? Great. Um, can you maintain it if something were to happen, some contingency planning, which, would, you know, I've talked about a little bit on the protection mm-hmm. side. And then, and then once you're able to do that, can you grow your, your assets to help? down the road for your, for yourself, for
3: retirement, for your kids. So let's say you want to send your kids to daycare. And like I said, that's a topic we're going to be diving into. So if you have questions about that, send them on in. Um, but uh, what are some tips maybe if you are going the daycare route that you can... Yes, yeah. So so going to daycare,
1: you kind of have to think creatively. If you go, okay, wow, that's that, that's a really expensive bill, but I really want to send my child to daycare. Well... Let's start thinking creatively. Can I volunteer at the daycare? Can I get a can I get a part-time, you know, can I get a discount, you know, for for participating? If I work, will my employer help participate in? Sometimes they've got these these um, policies where they'll help for childcare expenses. Maybe there's a uh, a childcare facility inside your work that you're comfortable with, and you can you can mm-hmm. you can look at that. Maybe there's some fringe benefit. It's it really comes down to thinking as creatively as possible, seeing how you can participate, give
3: a benefit to the daycare, they'll give you a benefit back, you know, maybe. So and it's you- so the college worker Christina works. Um, they even offer deals um, on their childcare on campus, which is part of their program mm-hmm. to alumni. Um, so I mean, it's there's there's a price for faculty and staff and students, but alumni also have access to that. So maybe that's another oh that's absolutely too. That, that's I mean, great. if you live in the same town where you went to school, um, maybe there's a place on campus where there's it's a little more affordable because there's some students in training. But they're obviously supervised, um, and they're not the ones that are hands on with the kids. But there's another-, another idea.
1: One of the other things too that I've that I've found uh, works really well has w- worked really well for me is joining. Um, online groups of like-minded individuals that have actually done the things that you'd like to do so like for me you know I'm a part of a natural families group I'm also part of a a positive parenting group and you know financial things come up from time to time you know and and childcare comes up from time to time and I get little tidbits here and there and, and I can actually see how some of these folks have have gone through and done the things that they wanted to do through their own diligence and nice. research and efforts and so those are easy to find these days. Just to go yeah, to like ya- meetup, or meet Yahoo, or, or, Yahoo or, or something like that. Yep. So it's
4: also a lot of churches uh, offer daycare as well. That's right. They're generally a lot, lot, discount, lot more discounted than yeah the, uh, the
3: standard. Uh, that's a great point. Secular, absolutely, and it's free during service a lot of times. Yeah, at least. <laughs> 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 so so y- y- yeah,
4: you yeah know. we're Catholic. We're Lutheran. We're <laughs> That's Right <Exactly. laughs> on Monday, I'm Catholic. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Saturday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do I qualify? Do I qualify for a discount? Yes, I. Am. <laughs> but I think this goes back to uh, you know the question earlier of you know should we start doing this before the baby's born? Well, sure, the, before the baby's born, absolutely. You can start the research now. You can start the planning process now, and you probably have you'll you, you know you probably have a little bit more time before the baby's born than you
3: will after the baby's yeah. born
1: to do some of this stuff. So if right. you're in that position, go for it.
3: Yeah. We talked about utilizing grandparents, but another really interesting idea is sharing care, um, that, you know, if for anyone that's priced out nannies or even au pairs, and I mean, and there's benefits, and uh, my, my brother-in-law in New York, they got an au pair, but she spent Christmas with us, and she spent Thanksgiving with us, um, but... Maybe there's ways to share it with a family that all of a sudden cuts that expense drastically down.
1: Absolutely, and this is through these through through the online groups too. You can always just post a question or yeah. or through a community. Hey, is anybody looking for for certain care? I mean, we you know, I mean, we're going through this right now. When when Alex is done with his his school, we need to find care for him. You know, through the summertime, so we're trying to pool other parents. You know, that um, to to do this. You know. To kind of do that, and that's just—it's just, it's just a discussion. It's just a—you know—what you feel comfortable with.
3: It is true. It's—it's—it's it's good to remember that you know, like you were saying, it's not—we're not the first ones that have gone through this. Plenty. No. There's other people that have gone through it and yeah. have come we're up. We're not with reinventing the wheel here. Yes.
1: Yeah, It's—you yeah. it's, uh, know—if you can find a a group of people that you're comfortable with, friends of yours are, that that have done that, that are like-minded, that you're you're comfortable and that you're confident, because you you also have to vet these. together you know, a lot of you know, a lot of times you'll hear a lot of garbage out there too. So, you know,
4: yeah, with all the social media, it's so much easier now to be able to, you know, group together and get like-minded people all together and share a common goal. And
1: Mm -hmm. well, one of the things I wanted to mention, I I know we have, um, tax planning on here. And I think that, um, you know, what's really important here is when, again, going back to communication, you know, so you've got, you know, um, you know, what do you want to what do you want to accomplish for the family so you've got you know potentially a a flexible savings account you've got potentially a, a dependent care credit you've got a child care tax credit that you can use on the tax return but when you're making the decision of you know should one of the should, should somebody stay home you know one of the big benefits there is that could actually move you into a lower tax bracket too because the income is not as much mm-hmm. so there are some things to think about here and you know you can think about other things too like um, you know, if both both spouses are working. Then um, you're you're more likely to eat out because who's going to prepare the, the meals? But then you can make more you can make um, better decisions grocery wise. You know, the um, do you have to buy a lot of clothes for work? You don't have to do that. You can you know, stay at home. So there are expenses can be restricted. So let's, let's think outside the box here when we're talking about that, and it may make a lot of sense because preschool and daycare is not required. So you know, you right. can...
4: Yeah, and it is nice to spend some time with your kids too for the first few yeah, years. I mean, let's
3: uh let's face it. Nobody replaces mom and
4: dad. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Scott, uh, for joining us. For more information about this, make sure to check the information uh, on our website, on our episode page on parentsavers.com. We'll continue the conversation for members of our Parent Savers Club after the show. He's going to tell us a little bit more about some of the government programs and applying for flex spending. And I've got a little bit of flex spending stuff I want to talk about as well. Um, For more information about the Parent Savers Club and how you can be a part of it, please visit our website at parentsavers.com.
6: Hi, Parent Savers. This is Jody with Urban Sitter, a website that connects you to friend-tested sitters. I'm here to help you figure out the right questions to ask when searching for a babysitter. When am I going to need a sitter? When embarking on the search for a babysitter, it's important to ask yourself, when am I going to use this sitter? Do you need a fast responder that can be available for spur-of-the-moment work functions? Perhaps someone primarily available in the evenings for date nights or a dependable sitter to cover scheduled daytime events such as doctor's appointments? If you need someone on short notice, then you're going to need to find someone who lives nearby and responds quickly to requests. Also, be sure to confirm the sitter's transportation situation. You'll need to pick them up or do they have a reliable way to get to your home? Some sitters are only looking for occasional work on the weekends, while others may be up for consistent part-time work. So set expectations up front so neither you nor the sitter is disappointed when a job is declined. The goal is to build yourself a network of sitters with a range of availability so you are never left in a bind. None of us should have to depend on one sitter. Let's face it, most babysitters are young adults who are still learning to be responsible. Look for a sitter who responds quickly to your emails or phone calls, and it's a good indication that they will show up to your babysitter sitting job on time. Okay, parent savers, it's time to say hello to your old friend spontaneity. Visit urbansitter.com to find and book babysitters your friends know and love
3: that wraps up our show for parent savers today we appreciate you listening don't forget to check out our sister show preggy pals for expect expecting parents the boob group for moms who breastfeed their babies and twin talks for parents of multiples next week we're going to be talking about the legalities of parenting um some of the rights and responsibilities that parents have and when they should start we start thinking about that i guess we're starting off the new year with a lot of uh you know making sure our financial and legal houses are in order so thanks for listening this is parent savers empowering new parents
0: and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.